Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we are talking about our transformational journey, and today's topic is knowing when to walk away. Now, I have to tell you, I didn't learn how to walk away from things probably until I got divorced. I mean, I got involved in so many things that I had no business being involved in, and You know, it's not like I'm the world's greatest nosy rosy, but I didn't know when to walk away. Nobody had really sat down with me or maybe I didn't listen um, when, you know, they were handing out the brochure in life that said know when to walk away. I think I missed that day. Yeah, well, when you when you don't know how to walk away, it makes your life a hell of a lot more complicated than it needs to be. And so, you know, when you learn that skill, um, you'll find how much lighter <laughs> that you feel because you don't have to get involved in everybody's drama, including no. your own. <laughs> well, and that's, you know, we've all had those friends, you know, and I had a couple friends in high school, and, you know, I still have friends today that are, always surrounded by drama. Like, I used to think they were like bad luck schlep rock, you know, that little Hanna-Barbera guy that would walk around and the dark cloud would follow him. And I really didn't understand it. And I had two drama queen friends who just seemed to attract drama. And now I realize and I recognize that they were courting drama. They were attracted to drama. They were participating in the drama and bringing it in by and large, that, you know, it was something that they were actively doing. And I I learned how to do that, too. I learned how to participate in drama. And sometimes it was fun, but more often than not, because I was doing it in a way that was unaware or unconscious, I was attracting all this stuff to me that I really didn't want. Yeah, and, and again, it's, it's probably just another crutch, because um, if you're always involved in drama, it's usually somebody else's fault that you know, that the drama is happening, and then um, it's a distraction from, from doing the important work because uh, we've always got this, this like you say, this, this, this little dark cloud over our head that we have to, we have to fix, you know? And, and so, you know, that keeps you pretty busy, so you don't have time to, to work on what's really important. Right, and you don't have to face your feelings. You don't have to face right. feelings of loneliness or isolation, or maybe you're you're angry at a sibling or a parent or a child or whatever. So you stir up all this drama, or some people actually enjoy stirring up drama because, yeah. again, it takes them away from having to face any of their own stuff. 
Or it, it, it makes them, like, relevant, you know, oh, my God, you know, look what happened to me. So it's like, it's, it's almost like what we talked about in one of our other episodes is, you know, people are listening to me when I'm, you know, spinning all of these crazy tales of what's happening to me, you know? They're listening, it, you know, it's, it's so much more interesting than, you know, I'm just at home watching television. Oh, totally attention getting. You know, I was married to somebody like that. He was an entertainer and he could drum up, you know, drama out of anything. And a lot of times he would start the drama just so he could play the victim. And I, you know, I didn't get it until, you know, way into the marriage and way after the divorce. Um, But once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. And that's something that I wanted to share with everybody today because so many of these concepts we're talking about you don't really need to do a whole lot you just have to be conscious of it you just have to see it and once you see it you can't unsee it yeah you know once you know um what's really what's what's going on um but it's always (laughs) i find it's always always easier to find out what's going on in somebody else than than look to yourself to see what's going on with you you know, it, 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 it's like the shrink, you know, the, the, they always say, you know, the shrink is there to help and he's, he's got more problems than you do. But it's the same thing. It's so easy to identify other people's problems and not so, not so easy to go in and look at your own. So I think that the thing that we have to do, and we'll talk about it in this, in this episode, is um, anytime something comes up, you know, um, some, some drama, something uh, – that you have a choice to stay or to walk away, you have to ask this very, very simple question. And, and numerous times in a day, if, if, if there's drama popping up from everywhere, is this mine? Is this my drama? Or am I taking on somebody else's? And if it isn't yours, you've got to walk away from it. And if it is yours, then you have to go in and examine what's going on with you. But those words, is this mine, are something I want everybody to remember. It's really important. Well, and it's so simple. You know, is this mine? Is this you mine? Know? Three little words. Is this mine? Because we don't have to accept everything that goes on around us. We don't have to accept what's, you know, I used to have this phrase when I was coaching. It's like, and I would say to people, they're like, why aren't you more upset upset about this? It's like, because your anxiety cannot be my anxiety. Your upset cannot be my upset. Like, we're separate, independent people. And your drama doesn't have to be my drama. I don't have to accept this. It's not a gift. No, and the higher you, you know, we, we talk about uh, elevating our consciousness to different levels, and the higher you can develop your consciousness, the, you are not going to want to jump into any, anybody else's situation because it actually hurts you to, to, to be in that conflict, and you can't run away fast enough. No, no, you can't run away fast enough. And that, that question, is this mine, is very simple to do, but it's not always easy. Yeah, well, that's life, right? Life is right? pretty simple. We could just have, we could just go along. I mean, if, if if we understood ourselves and understand who who we are and why we're here and all all of the the unanswerable questions that we, that we throw at ourselves, life could be life could be a dream. <laughs> I mean, that song, life could be a dream. So it's simple, but it's not easy because we get in the way. We get in the way, and 
taking on drama that is not ours and taking on things that are not that don't belong to us is one of the easiest ways for us uh, to get in our own way. Now, before we get knee deep in our topic today, I have a fantastic new sponsor to share with you today. So we want to welcome FabFitFun. And FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. And I got my box, Linda, and I loved it. It had a shawl in there that I just felt to die for. It had a red lipstick that um, I have a really hard time wearing red lipstick. So it was really great for this one. It was like a gift from the heavens. You know, I didn't look like a Cupid doll or the Joker. Um, so you open up your FabFitFun box each season. It has brands like Michael Stars, Trina Turk, Moroccan Oil, Dr. Brandt, Juice Beauty, Zoya, Beaker, Chris Nations, just to name a few. And it has some big celebrity fans behind it. Martina McBride. Ashley Tisdale, Bethany Frankel, Kyle Richards, and so many more. And each box retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. And the fall box just came out. It's released in September, and they sell out fast. So check out www.fabfitfun.com and use the code POWEREDUP to save $10 off your first box, making only $39.99. And that's fabfitfun.com. Use the code Powered up, and it is the best way to treat yourself with the most amazing products of the season. And you can become a member today and get your first box for $39.99 when you use that code Powered Up at FabFitFun.com. Now, Linda, you've had some experience with FabFitFun. Yes, I just want to add um, my two cents in because um, you were kind enough to send me one for my birthday last week, and I got it, and it was fabulous. It was this gorgeous box, and as you say, you open it up, and all of these treasures are inside. And um, and one of the things, I mean, it had a gym bag, and I needed a new gym bag, so I pulled that out very first thing, and, and now I'm using it um, to go to the gym, and I've gotten... I've taken it to the gym three times and gotten compliments every time, and it's wonderful, and I love it. And it's a great gift. It is, it is a no-brainer as a gift. You, you know, you just call them up, say, send it to my friend, and they get this wonderful surprise, and you don't have to go shopping. And, I mean, you know, Christmas is coming up. I think this is – I'm going to be using them for Christmas gifts because I think it's just fabulous. Well, and like they're like a gift box, like a care package, you know, yeah. but a care package for girls, like a real care package with products that we want to play with yeah, or and use. I, and I love my lipstick. I, 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 I wear it every day now, too. I like that. It, and, it, and it stays on. I really love lipstick that stays on, not after you eat the first meal. It, you know, it's gone. It's, you know, so, yes, I'm, I'm, I've become a fan, and, and I thank you for being our sponsor, and thank you for gifting me with that. It, it was wonderful. Wonderful. So use that code powered up at fabfitfun.com to get $10 off your first box. Now, um, we were talking about like, what is yours? What is mine? And I'm so glad we both each got our own boxes, um, because it would be hard to share those things. Um, (laughs) But we don't have to share drama. We don't have to We don't have to share anxiety. We don't have to share this stuff. But so many of us get sucked in. I know sometimes I get sucked in. Yeah, we all do, especially when if somebody um, is going after, and after the break I'll give you an example of that, when someone's going after something that we care about. 
you know, it could be our husband, it could be our kid, or it could be a dog, and, they, and they, they'll, they'll say something insulting, and you feel that you have to, you have to rise up and, def- and defend whoever, you know, got this arrow in them. And um, it only leads to, to more and more drama, and it spews out bad energy, negative energy, and it, it's a horrible thing. But, um, and, and, I, and I'll give you an example after the break, because it really... This, it, I mean, it really surprised me when it happened, um, and I was just an observer. But when you're an observer, it, you know, sometimes you just say, "Wow, have I? I've done that in the past, and look at how ugly it is." Well, that's it. You know, when you take a step back and you stop reacting to things, and you you make a concerted choice to observe and kind of watch what's going on, you can learn so much about yourself. We're here today on Powered Up Talk Radio, and we will be back after these messages with more about why do we feel compelled to jump into drama. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Thompson, co-founder of the Save the Elephant Foundation, was taking a rescued elephant named Kamla for a walk along the river. As they were walking, Derek decided to stop and take a dip in the water. But when he called to Kamla, who was waiting on the shore, the elephant thought he was in trouble and came running to his rescue. Kamla charged through the water, sheltering him with her body and offering her trunk for him to hold on to. What's another word for a trained elephant? A kunki. Elephant trainers in Asia are known as mahouts. And the padded seat or saddle used to ride on an elephant is called a howdah. Kamla and her mother, Bai Tui, are among the 70 elephants the foundation has rescued since its inception. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And, you know, Linda, we talk about we don't have to get involved in drama. I jumped in with both feet the other day, and 
you know, it was just a simple email string with some women that I'm working on a book with. There's like 20 different authors. And somebody said something to me that really rubbed me the wrong way. It was one of those general emails that went out to everybody. And I just responded about the power of choice. And I really thought I was being neutral and positive. And one of these ladies fired back this horrible email at me, copied everybody about about it. And the funny thing was, is it was all about charitable giving. And I said, you know, there's a, you know, you have a choice and people don't choose to give to your charity. That's their prerogative. And you really can't hold it against them because there's, you know, like compassion fatigue and, and a competition for dollars. And, you know, I was very logical about it. And this woman wrote this horrible email to me and copied it to the 20 other women And I had to sit back for a minute because the woman who wrote it, I actually gave her money for her charity. Like I was actually a donor to her charity. And I thought, you know, and it blew up so fast and emails were going back and forth. And, you know, I just bowed out, you know, even though I had participated in it and and I didn't start it. I just fueled it along. Um, but I thought to myself, this isn't about me. Like, what am I doing? Why am I wasting my time on this? I'm not going to change these people's opinion. And, you know, the lady who fired at me, you know, I'm not giving her any charity dollars anymore. I'll give it to another charity, you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, look at all this drama. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you, okay, go ahead. And, you know, and it wasn't even about me. Right, but I had to open up my big yap. Yeah, well, I'm going to give I'm going to give you two quick examples of the right way to do things and some and and the not and the and the best way to do something. I was in an elevator coming down in my building, and this guy gets on with his dog, and you know, um, and it's a great dog. And so I was just sort of petting the dog, and then the, it stopped, the elevator door opened, and two women came on to the elevator. And they were standing in the front, and one woman says to the other woman, watch out, because this is not a nice dog. Well, the owner of that dog went frigging ballistic, and he, she said, who, who in the hell do you think you are? And I've got the greatest dog, and you don't know what, you're just a dumb bitch, and you don't know what's, you know, you Ooh. don't know. And, and, I mean, he just lit into her like, like you can't even imagine. And then the door opened again, somebody else got on, and he's still, he's still attacking this, this woman. And then we get to the lobby to get out, and the women were in front. He, and this guy is about six foot five, he is a monster. And he just pushed through with the dog, and he turned around to her and said, you should just die. Okay? That was wow. getting involved. Now, I have another friend, and he's walking his dog on the street. And someone come, a woman comes along and says to him, you know, you're feeding your dog too much. Your dog is fat. And he said, she's one of the ugliest dogs I've ever seen. And you know what this friend did? He said, have a blessed day and walked on. Wow. Do you see the contrast in that? He did, you know, because he is higher up on that consciousness level, he just 
he wasn't going to get involved. He had another example. He was in Starbucks, get, um, you know, and uh, his friends were getting coffee, and he was sitting at a table, and this woman started to, you're looking at me, you're a sex pervert. And he was, she was screaming and screaming and screaming, and the whole of Starbucks was, you know, just looking at her. And he just sat there, and he didn't, he didn't respond to her at all. And all he could think of, he said, is, oh, my God, this woman is so hurt. She, she's so damaged. I feel so sorry for her. Well, I'm going to say it's easier when you don't know the people because then you can put them in the bucket of crazy. I mean, the principle is correct. You know, we don't have to engage with that. But let's frame it down when it's your kid, your husband, or your, the people you work with. I mean, then the stakes then, get higher, don't you think? Yeah, I think, yes, the stake. And I've, I've jumped in a, uh, on several occasions when somebody, I can say whatever I want about my husband, but nobody else can. Yes. Well, I'm, and I'm sure the same thing with you, that you can say anything you want to your kids or about your kids. If somebody else does, no, 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 the mama bear's coming out. I understand. But that's a great test because it's not about you. It's not about your kids. It's about them and where they are. They're that sad or that mean or whatever, whatever they are that they need to do that to feel better about themselves. It has nothing to do with you. And if we just go through that even with, with people that are close to us, it has nothing to do with us. It's where they are, and they're, they're, they're sad, and they have to attack to feel better. We, could just, we can let it go because that's, I mean, that's like the Christ consciousness, right? They don't, they, they don't know what they're speaking about. Or what, I know the words aren't right, but you get it. Well, no, they are right. I mean, it is that, you know, we do call it the Christ consciousness. I mean, there's a lot of words for it. Take the higher ground, you know. Um, you know, there's lots of words for it. But doing it, you know, is a whole different battle. And, yeah. you know, I have, I, I am involved in a lot of, you know, children's events, you know, with my kids. And it's really hard. But you you just have to kind of make the, deci- the decision in your head. You know, I have... I have one um, group of of mothers who think my older son is just, he's just superior. You know, he thinks he's so much better than everybody. And I know my older son, and yeah, he can be snotty. I mean, he's a teenager. What do you expect? Um, But he's also very quiet. You know, you know, Max. And, you know, for people, uh, you know, one of the moms said to me one time, she's like, wow, your son is really arrogant. And I just looked at her and I said, oh, I'm sorry you see it that way. Like, right. I didn't defend him. I mean, it's, that's her belief. If right. if my son being quiet and six foot, you know, in eighth grade or, you know, and he's, he's conscious of his height, so sometimes he doesn't answer and she wants to see him as rude. That's um, her problem. So what, what, is the, what is the first thing we said on the show today? Ask yourself the question, is this mine? No, it is not mine. Let it go. Right. You know, because that whole mama bear thing, I get it to a point. And I used to think there was something wrong with me, Linda, because I don't want to rip somebody's head off because they say something insulting about my kid. I just look at them and like, you're an idiot. You know, you don't know my kid. You don't know why 
he's doing the things he's doing. You have no idea what he's going through. And I extend that same courtesy to all of the children that are in my sphere of influence through soccer and dance and music and art and, you know, technology, all the things that I do in the community. Because just because we look at somebody and say they're being a jerk, you know, they could be just quiet. They could be having a bad day. And one of the things, like my little countryisms that I love, is that everybody's entitled to have a bad day now and then. Yes, and you have to, I mean, and, and so the question is, is this mine? The answer, no, right. it isn't. You nope. just walk away. Or, and if it really starts to stir something up in you, you know, is, is, is this, you know, is this a transferring? Are these my feelings? Are, you know, what is what is there inside of me that this person is, a, that I'm allowing to get to me? Right, because people see what they want to see. You know, when you sit on, like, I'm going to give my soccer mom example. When you sit on the sidelines, Linda, and a, and a guy slide tackles a girl, whether it's intentional or not intentional, you can listen to five different parents sitting around you. One will say that guy's a jerk. One will say that girl should have gotten out of the way. You know, another will say, oh, he's too aggressive. Another will say she's a klutz. Like, you can you can just sit there on the sideline and listen to these parents, which I love to do. And you see everybody's perceptions and their perceptions, like the lady who said she's a klutz, the lady is a klutz. Like people see what they want to see and they see through their own belief glasses. Yes. If I believe everybody's out to get me, then that move was aggressive. If I yes. believe I'm a klutz, you know, that kid was, a, you know, was klutzy. I mean, they see what they want to see, but it doesn't make it real and it doesn't make it true. That's right, and it and it's that's not your issue. God only knows we have enough of our own. We don't have to take on somebody else's. So right. if we just let it pass, that's, that's that's okay because you know chances are by next week you're not even going to remember what the, what the heck it was anyway. And uh, you know it and so, and if you do really blow up, then it's an opportunity to look in your at yourself, not the person that that did the deed, but look at yourself and say, okay. What was it about that that really set me on fire? Why? It's another opportunity to look to look inside and see what's going on with you. Right. Because somebody who feels insecure is going to look at Max's quietness as he's aloof. And, you know, it's a certain filter. And somebody who's solid in themselves might go, wow, that's a quiet kid. You know, same behavior exhibited by my kid, two completely different reactions. And one of the things that I do ask myself, Linda, when I find my blood boiling, because when you're when you're involved in a lot of parent activities around kids, you know, your blood pressure can shoot through the roof in a New York minute. And I you you touched on it, but I want to really identify it. Ask yourself, is this going to matter today, tomorrow or a year from now? Like, you know, these people want to say something snotty about my kid. It really, it irks me today. I'll forget about it tomorrow, and it won't be even on my radar a year from now, so why address it? Yeah, and it doesn't matter, and it's their own insecurities. It has nothing to do with Max or you. Right, right. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk some about some more of these things because not jumping into something Everybody wins. 
You know, everybody wins, even the, the, you know, the person saying the offensive thing, the people around you, you know, you, your kids, your sanity. You know, when you talk about, you know, winning a game and a no win game, and we're going to talk about in the next section, Linda, about when there's a no win, because some of these things are no win every single time, 100% of the time. We're here today on Powered Up Talk Radio. We're talking about knowing when to walk away. We'll be back after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. This is DV Kidd from NewsWithViews.com. My new book, Taking Politics Out of Solutions, is now available. Why is it nothing changes no matter who you vote for? My book covers the most critical issues eating this country alive, as well as the solutions that are already there that Congress and the agenda-driven media don't want you to know. From the disaster of our economy, why we will never have any economic freedom until the Fed is abolished, trade, the meltdown underway called Obamacare, the truth about Social Security and Medicare, and the fraudulent ratification of the 17th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, a very big issue that affects every American. The answers and solutions are in my book that all Americans need to read because the worst is coming at us like a freight train. To order, please call 1-800-955-0116. It's words you never heard. Have you noticed that no matter how carefully you put the Christmas lights away, they still come out all cringle-crangled and jitterty-jitterty the next year. Christmas tree lights were invented in 1882 by Thomas Edison, and by 1900, these miniature versions of his electric light bulb were being advertised to the public. In 1895, Grover Cleveland proudly sponsored the first electrically lit Christmas tree in the White House, featuring more than a hundred multicolored lights. By the next Christmas, members of high society were hosting flambustious Christmas tree parties. Of course, in those early days, the services of a wireman had to be obtained, as many people had considered electricity as a bit of a bugaboo. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls about 42. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with my very, very good and funny friend, Linda Franklin. And we're talking about when to walk away and how to walk away and, you know, asking yourself the question, is this mine? And When you strive for things, Linda, and this is, you know, one thing that that I found, you know, I give 150% to almost everything I do. You know, I'm a go for broke girl and I will try and fail and try and fail. And when you live that lifestyle and you're raising two kids to do that as well, there's a lot of people willing to cut you off at the knees and take pot shots at you and, you know, glory in your failures and poke fun at your successes. And I think I had to learn the hard way um, that 
all of that is not mine. You know, when I went through my divorce and I had to sit in the courtroom and listen to the opposing counsel twist everything around in a, into a way that was so ugly. Um, and you helped me a lot with this at that time. You know, instead of getting emotionally involved in this, you told me to sit there and watch it like it was a movie unfolding. Sit back and watch it like you're watching a television show. And that advice you gave me was so profound, amazing, and powerful because I didn't react. I didn't react to all those awful things that were being said about me so that when it was time for, you know, my time to speak and my attorney to ask me some questions, I was calm, cool, rational, collected. I didn't, I wasn't anything like that other attorney portrayed me. And had I not used your film strip or your film or watch TV example, I would have, that would have emotionally pushed me into the very thing that they were trying to paint me as. And so it's so important to stay a step removed from your emotions and your reactions um, and stay in that place of observation rather than jumping into the drama because when you do you see everybody's intentions you see you know kind of the maneuvering they're doing and you just stay who you are yeah that's exactly right when you when you're in your when you're in your place and you're you're feeling solid about what you're doing and who you are um they can't they can't get to you and their object is to get to you Right. And, and you're 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 just doing exactly the opposite of of what they would hope that you would do. You know, you're walking away. You're just listening. You're not you're not retaliating. You're, there's no rebuttal. You know, and 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 it catches people off guard. But that's not why you're doing it. This is not a, This is not cannot. This is to this. The whole thing is to preserve your you to to get you in a in a good position you know raise your consciousness so that you're you're not drawn into all of that and when you do you won't be and it'll become easier and easier and easier to walk away every time because you don't need to get involved in the drama and another thing people do and it used to you know and I do it I'm sure that you've done it um, and our listeners have done it, and my 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 partner on Wall Street, my senior partner, used to say this to me all the time, and I've never forgotten it. You you you'll you'll never know what's going on in somebody else's head. So trying to guess at it is a is a lose lose situation. He used to tell me. He said, Linda. He said, you have enough time, enough a hard t- enough time trying to figure out what's going on in your head, let alone trying to figure out what's going on in somebody else's. And I've always well, remembered that it's like you're like you're second guessing everybody because you think you know what they're thinking, and you know, and so that you can get mad over something or get involved in something or walk into something when they don't even know what you're talking about, but this is all that you think that they're they're doing or think what they're thinking. Isn't that crazy? Well, it is crazy. You know, and I remember 
Um, I remember when I was was working heavily in Beverly Hills real estate, and I had to go up um, Stone Canyon, which is this really long canyon, to tell these two elderly people that their deal fell apart. They were selling their house. And I got myself into such a snit because I really liked these people. And, you know, they were nervous about selling their house. They hadn't, you know, they'd been in that house like, I don't know, 50 years and I had to call, I had to go up there and tell them in person that the deal went sideways and that they weren't, the house wasn't going to sell. And I was so nervous, Linda, I almost made myself sick. And when I finally sat down in the living room with them and I told them what was happening, the lady started to cry, which made me just feel even worse. And I kept saying, I'm so sorry, I'm really sorry. And she goes, what? She goes, no, I am so happy. We didn't want to move. We got in this deal. We were awed by the money. But when it came down to it, we really didn't want to move. And this is great news. And you know, <laughs> I was dumbfounded, you know, because I learned the lesson. It's not good news. It's not bad news. It's just news, you know, in business. But it's right in alignment with what you're talking about. I thought for sure I knew what was going on in this couple's head. And I thought for sure, that's why I got myself into such a state. And had I just said, you know what, that's not good news or bad news, this is just the news, and not gotten myself all emotionally involved in what I thought they were thinking, I mean, how stupid was was that? But we all do it. Well, I mean, doesn't our body tell us when we're doing something that doesn't serve us? If we pay attention, I know that if I'm talking to somebody, whether it's in person or on the phone, about something that, you know, I might just be going along, but I don't really agree with it or it just doesn't feel right, it could be 20 degrees below zero and, I, and my body, is, I'm sweating. I, I go into a cold sweat. My body is telling me, no, 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 walk away. Your body is giving you signals all the time. We have to learn to pay attention to that, too, because, you know, it's, it, 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 it's very rarely that that fails. You know, so right, we, we have signs. We have signs. Walk away, walk away, walk away. And we don't pay attention to them. No, no, because we think we know better. Yeah. We can figure this out. That this is the mind. And then the mind starts to play. You know, yeah, you're. You know, they don't know. You're. You'll fix this. You'll fix this. You'll make it better. You can do this. You can do that. No, no, no. They're. They're okay. They're above board. They're. You know, that's that mind chatter. We. You know, that we talk about that makes no sense at all. When our body is is saying no, 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 no. We're listening to our ego up there in our head giving us all these cross signals and and we have a that's a you know we have a choice what are we who are we going to listen to what are we going to do right well and you know when we get back to asking yourself is this mine you know this has been so powerful for me and my company in my consulting in my parenting you know asking something is this mine you know it might be easier faster or make me feel better for me to solve this problem but in reality it's not my problem to solve and when you run around trying to control everybody do everything be all things to all people you actually rob the people around you of the joy of achievement of the joy of solving their own problem and you know, that whole thing about what's yours and what's mine is, you know, it can be a slippery slope, but all we have to do is have a little patience too, Linda. You know, 
knowing that, you know, we are living a society that is breakneck speed. You know, we want to get it done, get it done, get an answer, get this, you know, all of that is of our own doing and our own choosing. And if we slow down enough, you know, because you got to slow down enough to, 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 to recognize the feelings that are going on in your body. I don't think most of us slow down enough to know that our stomach is in knots or our, we're holding our breath, you know, that we're, we're even going through this stuff because we're rushing through our days at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And what is it doing? It is, it, it, it's, you know, in some cases it's making us sick or, or it will eventually, and we're not enjoying it, and we're taking it out on the people that are closest to us. I mean, it's a lose-lose. It really is. You know, what we want to do is we want to be proactive, right? We don't want to be reactive. Right, right. We want to we want to give ourselves time to respond. And, you know, as I worked on my notes for today's show, you know, I really thought about it, Linda. You know, and I put that thing up on my email last year that said, you know, please excuse me if I take more than three seconds to get back to you. You know, I'm a human being, not a machine. Yeah. Um, And that was tongue in cheek over, you know, people wanting responses so fast, people wanting me to, 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 you know, create something or produce something in a technology standpoint, you know, with a five minute turnaround. And, you know, that just doesn't happen. But we are being culturally conditioned to speed. You know, we've got texting, we've got, um, We've got IMing on four different social medias. We've got phone calls. We've got email. You know, there's there's no less than ten different ways to reach me at every any given moment. And I was driving myself crazy trying to be responsive, but I'm not a machine. No, you're not. And it's only going to get more. I mean, today, just as an example, uh, Apple revealed all their new new product lines uh, today. And now the Apple Watch is going to have cellular. So you can just have your watch and you're going to be able to have, you know, get phone calls on your watch, emails on your watch uh, without having your phone with you. So, I mean, you're going, and it's waterproof. <laughs> so you go sw- I mean, you can be, you know, in the water swimming, but you're going to get your telephone calls. I mean, it, you know, this is a double-edged sword. Yes, technology is wonderful, and everything is wonderful, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's making us crazy. I mean, look at Equifax last week hacked into all of our credit ratings, and now 145 million people were hacked with their Social Security numbers and all of their credit information. I mean, come on. We have got to, we have got to be in a place where <sighs> that we can just calm down. Right, and slow down. And I'm going to leave you with this as we go into commercial break, Linda. I called a client today, a video call, because we were scheduled for it. He picked it up, and I swear to God, he was in the shower. Now, I only saw his head. (laughs) But he actually pushed the receive button, put his phone on the soap dish, was soaping up his hair, and he's he's ready to have this meeting. And I I was... (laughs) dumbfounded and I, you know, I, I just I'm going to leave you with that for commercial break he wasn't you know doing a dirty picture or anything like that he was just shampooing his hair he was running late so he's like well we'll just do the meeting in the shower and I'm like no we won't multitasking I off and I'll call you back we'll be back after the break we've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages
time your parents or grandparents complain about walking to school uphill both ways, you can tell them about a village in China where getting to school is a real adventure. In the mountainous Sichuan province, children have to get to school from their tiny village of Atular by rappelling, abseiling, and clambering down a 2,500-foot cliff. Using ropes and bamboo ladders to scale this one-half-mile-high Brachtumic, the journey is so difficult that the school children ages 6 to 15 only return home every two weeks. What's the word for the fear of heights? Hypsophobia. A new set of steel stairs is now being considered to help make the journey to school safer. By the way, a Brachtumic is a hill so steep it hurts the stomach of anyone who tries to climb it. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Did you know that the average teenager drinks twice as much soda as milk? Since 1983, sugar consumption in the U.S. is up 28%. Why is that? There are several reasons, but one of the most common is soft drinks. 20-ounce beverages have become the norm. And it's not surprising to find that 43% of our sugar comes from drinks. Sugar is blamed for poor nutritional diets. USDA data shows that people whose diets are high in added sugar eat less calcium, fiber, iron, protein, and many other important nutrients. Fat-free foods are also a culprit. Since sugar is fat-free, many people tend to think it's okay to eat as much as they want. Remember that just because a food is fat-free, does not mean that it's calorie-free also. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and this is Powered Up Talk Radio. And boy, you want to talk about know when to walk away. Linda, that guy in the shower today, you know, washing his hair to make the meeting. You know, just because something's waterproof, just because you can do something. You know, I have one of those otter whatever things on my case. You know, you can throw my phone in the lake and retrieve it 15 minutes later and it's fine. But that's because I'm a klutz. Not because I want to take a call in the shower. And, you know, when I think back to uh, history, you know, the Industrial Revolution, everybody was so excited for the steam engine, the industrial, or the, what do you call it, the combustion engine, the car engine, you know, and we were so excited with all this stuff, and all we did was pollute our air, our bodies, and our water. Well, now we're getting this tech revolution, and believe me, I love technology more than the next girl and guy, but... What I see is that it is poisoning our mind, our spirit, our energy, our body. You know, 10 years ago, no one would ever pick up the phone in the shower while they're washing their hair to have a meeting. And You know what? And some people may have, you know, if it wasn't you, some people may have walked have had proceeded with that meeting because, you know, that would have been that would have been uh, they, they would felt that they had to do it. Now, you walked away. Right, because this guy's because, got a, you know this guy's an issue. He's an idiot. I mean, I don't have to get involved in that. No, I'm not. I'm not watching you in the shower, and I can. You know what? What is the matter with you? This I, is not mine. 
And this is a successful person. This isn't, you know, you know, weirdo off the pickle boat. This is a guy who's, you know, got a great company and, a, you know, a lot of great things. But, you know, our sensitivity, because here's the thing, we're going too fast. We're going you know, too fast. he didn't feel that he could take a shower and wash his hair and make our meeting on time, which, you know, could very easily be solved by a text. Hey, I'm running 10 minutes late. Can we push the meeting up? Of which I would say, yes, we can, or we can move it to whatever. You know, there's there's all these things, but it requires you to slow down. And, you know, taking time to think, taking time to think about if you even want to answer. We have to start doing that again, because the speed at which we communicate is not good for the human spirit. It's not good for our collective energy. It's bad for us. I mean, seriously, Wash, rinse your hair and call me back. No, and we're losing our social skills. We're not, lear- we're not, we're not, we're not communicating with people face to face, eye to eye, eye contact. We're, you know, it's, it's a text, it's an email, it's, a, we're, and the kids, I mean, the, we're losing our ability to, to have interactive social skills, and that is one of the worst things that I think is happening because of all of this technology. Right. Absolutely. I mean, technology is great. You know, it's great to have backup. It's great to have all these duplications of contracts. It's it's there's so many benefits to it. But just like when we had to fix the, you know, the car engines from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, because it's blowing out our ozone. We need to look at technology and go, where is it blowing holes in our consciousness? Where is it blowing holes in our relationships? You know, you look at the fake news that's out there in the the fake social media. All of this technology is telling us two really important things. Number one is to slow down. And number two, the only thing you can really trust these days is yourself. Yes. And, you know, so many people, I mean... Our followers, and if you know whether it's fake news or real news or watching <laughs> whatever you think is real, um, it gets you all riled up, and it's 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 not yours. And yet we are, you know, it, again, it's easier to get involved with what's going on in Washington than it is to to pay attention to what's going on with us. Right, and uh, you know, and all of this this fast fast pace that you talk about in our fast-paced world and how things are changing, you know, from the weather to the, po- to the politics to terrorism to, you know, to everything, everything, everything. Um, it, it's a signal to us because things are changing so fast that we have got to slow down and pay attention to, our, to ourselves and, and say, you know, what, what, what part am I playing in all of the craziness that seems to be whirling around us on a constant basis? And if I pay attention to me and if I elevate myself up and then somebody notices that, hey, you're, you're, you're pretty calm with all of this crazy that's going on. What are you doing? And then maybe somebody else will want to do it. And one by one, slowly, we're going to change the consciousness of the whole world and to get away from all of the things that we see that are really disturbing us right now. Yeah, I, wa- I, wa- I want to walk away. This is, you know, is, is, this is our country. This is our world. This is our planet. Is it mine? 
yeah, but what part, what part are you playing in it and how can you make it better? And I think that that's the question we all have to ask ourselves now. Um, how can I make it better? Right. You know, and, and, you know, to say no or to say this isn't okay or, you know, call me back when you get out of the shower, you know, setting limits all around you is the way you preserve your sanity. It's the way you preserve your energy. You know, that Apple watch phone X thing that's coming out, which is great. That's Apple's. Like when you ask, is this yourself? You know, is this yours or is this mine? That's Apple's. That's great that Apple's doing that. But when I look at myself, Linda, and I look at having limits and boundaries and respect for myself and my time for me, I don't want a, my phone going off in the pool. I don't want to be sailing with friends and take a call on my watch. Now, some people might want to do that. But for me, I don't want technology to invade so much into my personal and private life that I become accessible to all people at all times. That would drive me insane. Yes. And again, it's another distraction. If I'm on my phone all the time or if I'm texting all the time or if I'm sitting in uh, doing video games, you know, 10 hours a day or I'm, or I'm, you know, focused on porn on my computer or whatever it is, it just takes you away from who you are. It's an addiction. It's like it's, it kind of eases your uncomfort. It, 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 I think we can add all of these things to, to our list of addictions because, you know, they're changing. You know, it's not only drugs and, and alcohol and, or, and, and gambling and shopping and all of those things anymore. Now it's, you know, technology. It's the video games. It's the, it's the pornography. It's, it's being glued to your phone. It's people sleeping with their phones. I mean, people having meetings and, you know, what is that? It takes you so far away from who you really are and what's important. It, it just, you know, it just keeps pulling and pulling and pulling, and we're going to have to you know, it's like tug of war. We're going to have to, we have to pull in the other direction. Well, and the only one who can do that is you. Yes. And sometimes and you're does, going against the tide, but you, you know, you have to, it, it starts and ends with you. Well, and you know, it's funny, you know, when you say that, like one of the things that took my clients back a little bit, but you know what, they all responded favorably, you know, in the end, when I said, look, Sunday is the only day that I have with my kids, without company, without sports, and it's important for us as a family to have this time without interruption. So I don't answer emails and I don't answer work calls on Sunday. You know, and it was it, it took some of my clients aback a bit because they were putting themselves available twenty four seven, and when I said that. Do you know I started seeing their client emails go out that they were doing the same thing because one person gave herself permission to step away from the rat race, to step out of technology, to step to, to say, you know what, this is mine and this is yours. Your business is your business, but my business is peace and quiet on a Sunday with my family. Like, that's yeah. mine. Yeah, and, you know, we've we had never had to draw these lines before, probably in human history, um, because the technology has changed. 
Yeah, but you know, but even those little, you know, the the stories that we have, you know, with the dogs and everything. Again, any any time that you're feeling that uncomfortable feeling creep up in you, no matter you know how it manifests in your body, you just have to keep asking yourself the question: Is this mine? If it isn't mine, I have to walk away. It is not worth putting myself through that angst. Just is not worth it. It's more important that I stay in my in my good place because that you know, and that's and that's what it's all about. If it's not mine, and and if, again, if it is mine, and and you can honestly say, yeah, I'm playing a part in this, then you have to go in, examine what part you're playing, and work it out inside of your body so that it goes away, that you let it go. Right. Right. And knowing when to walk away and knowing when to set limits. And you know what? If clients go away because they don't like my Sunday, you know, rule, then I'll find new clients. And if no, no, no. they will find you, you won't even have to look for them. They will find you. And that when you're in that, when you're in that, on that plane of, of, of just being calm and cool and collected and, and your energy is so strong and so good, people come to you, they'll find you because they want to be with you, whether it be clients, friends, boyfriends, husbands, whatever. They recognize that in you. You're just a calm, cool, smart, conscious person that they want to be around. Absolutely. And that's, you know, success in life is all about mastering yourself. You know, we talk about, you know, the different things that we need to master, you know, they master the voices in our head, we master letting go. And today we talk about mastering when to walk away. Yeah. And it's, and it's really going to serve you, and you'll, you'll find your, your life is a heck of a lot more peaceful when you do not have to jump in all the time. Just stay in your lane, know what's good for you and stay there. Yeah, stay in your lane, boy. That's a that's a big one, Linda. You know, and knowing, asking yourself that million dollar question that you gave us today, which is, is this mine? And if it's not yours, don't take it. If it's not serving you, don't accept it. And if you don't want it, you don't have to. And that's the beauty of of mastering yourself and mastering who you are. Because you know what? Everything else will shift around, just like water will shift around a rock. All of this will pass. It'll it'll shift around the rock in your life. And you can, you know, we give you permission today to ask yourself, is this mine? And then we empower you to do what you need to do. We'll be back again next week. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and prom-